you need to get in your belly, you always win. I'm going to prove it to you. Christians, Christians want to play the game of life and faith like a basketball team that wants to go out and they get down 10 points in the first quarter and walk off the floor and leave. No, there's another quarter. And, and, then, and then Christian, then they go up in the second quarter and they're like, oh yeah. And then they get down again in the third quarter and want to walk off the floor again. The greatest opposition always comes at the brink of your breakthrough. Keep the only way you lose is if you quit. Okay, don't shout me down now. The only way you lose is if you quit, if you give up, if you surrender. Shout, I have faith that always wins. You say, well, yeah, Brother Rod, what if you get to the fourth quarter huh, of life and you hadn't won? Oh, my dear brother, to be absent from the body. And see, we've lost sight of that in the church. This thing, hey, this thing's not just for this world. Are you kidding me? When hell, oh, here's a quote to put on Facebook. When hell had done its worst to the best that heaven had to offer, and they put him in a tomb, on the third day, he got horizon. Oh my God. Somebody about to get horizon. Oh, somebody's about to get horizon. There was a time when they thought the world was flat. The book of Romans says, he was born according to the flesh, the seed of David, but declared to be set forth upon the horizon as the son of God by the resurrection of the dead. Here's what he's telling you. When you think it's over, it's only just begun. Nero looked at Paul and said, I'm going to kill you. Paul said, you can't kill a dead man. Faith always wins. Yes? Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Now somebody's going to have to keep time on me tonight. Hebrews chapter 11 teaches us that faith always wins. Listen to me. The Bible, that book you've got, the inerrant, infallible, irreversible, undeniable, unending, everlasting, immutable word of God is the story of ultimate triumph, of the ultimate triumph of good over evil and of light over darkness. That's what that book's about. 
as my grandmother used to say, from kiver to kiver, from cover to cover, that book is the story that shouts through the eternal ages, you're going to make it. You're going to win. You're going to overcome. You're going to dance on golden streets surrounded by angels playing hallelujah on the left hand and hosanna on the right. Nothing you're going through is to be compared. Oh. Now remember, we look, keep this in your, keep it tucked away. We lose sight that we win. I mean, how would you feel if you were playing somebody and in the fourth quarter with two minutes to go, you were down 100 points? But you knew that something happened and you end up winning. My God. You don't know how. You don't know when. It doesn't make any sense. But you know, you have proof, you have evidence that you win. And then some little guy from the other team comes over and shoots out the lip at you. Because they up 100 points. You just sit there and grin. You know what's coming. I know what's coming. I don't care what I'm facing today. Doesn't matter to me what my eyes see, what my ears hear. The things which are seen are subject to change. Oh my God. Oh my God, what is the devil gonna do with a bunch of people that know they win? God the Holy Ghost said for me to tell you, you win. Yes, sir. Are you ready? All right. Let me, just, let me just take you a little dance here. Romans 8, 31. Romans 8, 31, 2 Corinthians 2, 14, 1 John 4, 4, Isaiah 54, 17, John 19, 30, Matthew 28, 6, Matthew 19, 26, Mark 9, 23, Mark 10, 27, John 11, 25. I'm not done. Because it, it doesn't matter to me whether you believe my words or not. I'm just under divine mandate that I'm gonna take the Bible and with a sledgehammer and the flaming finger of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to drive it into you and drive it into you and drive it into you. And eventually, while we're going down through this thing, you're going to start shouting, I got it. I got it. I got it. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by that word. What was the first verse I told you? That's what I love agreement. What? Well, I'll get up here and look at it myself. Romans 8, 31. I don't know how fast you can turn there. Here's what it says. What shall we then say to all these things? How many of you got things? You, well, do you know what that says? It's time to start talking to your things. What shall we then say? My God, I feel it. Teach on me tonight. What shall we then say? God said, get ready. Get ready to talk because my word is infallible. My words are spirit and they are life. Ah, God almighty. My words created, Hebrews 11, one through three. My words created the worlds. Watch me, not from something. I'll get there. From nothing. 
What that tells me is it don't matter what's broken, what's not working, throw it away. Oh God, I heard the Holy Ghost. There's some stuff we need to go to a killing. Cause there's some stuff, I'm speaking prophetically now. There's some stuff in your life you keep trying to revive that God wants to replace. Somebody write that down. There's some stuff in your life that you keep trying to revive that God wants you to die, wants it to die, bury it, get away from it, move away from it, because he's about to replace it. Say this with me, there's something in my life that I keep trying to revive that God wants to replace. At one point, year and a half ago or so, I, I was praying about my, about my prostate. I, I lived just like you. I was around 55 years old. I'm praying about my prostate. If you don't pray over yours and you're 50 years old, you need your head examined. <laughs> I'm praying over that. I'm praying, God, I thank you. I thank you for recreating my prostate. And he stopped me. Said, I'm not recreating nothing. You declare a new one. And from that day to this, I thank you, God, that thing's dead. Thank you, I got a brand new one. As spanking brand new as the day I came into this world. So then I went back to the surgeon who had done 15 biopsies and said he'd never seen anything like it in his entire practice. Not one cancer cell in anything anywhere. Well, a new prostate doesn't have any residue. I'm about to go all Pentecostal on you and get to running. Oh, receive faith right now. Quit trying to revive something. God wants to replace. God formed the world by his words. Now he says to you, what's the verse I'm reading to you? You got it on there, Mike? You got it on there? Romans 8, 31, look at it. Romans 8, 31. What shall we then say to these things? When's the last time you went to talking to your things? Talk to them. Scold them. Rebuke them. Tell them to have faith thing. Listen to me. What shall we then say to these things? I've not even got to the shouting part yet. If God be for me, who in the hallelujah hoop to do can be against me? Shall we win? Shall we win? If you believe God's for you right now, I dare you to start shouting, thank you, God, we win. And I declare to everything arrayed against me, ha ha on you devil, I win. Okay, I can't do this. Second Corinthians, oh gee. Second Corinthians chapter two. Verse 14, 
Remember, I shared with you, the Bible is a book of ultimate triumph, of the ultimate triumph of good over evil. We win. Light over darkness. We win. Victory over defeat. We win. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. If you don't believe Pastor Rod, believe the word of God. Man, I'm coming up with all kinds of quotes tonight. <laughs> Whew. Now thanks be unto God. Stop. Have faith. Stop. Thank you. Thank you. What are you thanking for? What are you thanking him for? That you just talk to all your things. And once you talk to your things, that's prayer. And once I have prayed, I believed, I received when I prayed. Thank you. Man, if I wasn't a pastor, I'd attend here regularly. Now, thanks be unto God. Oh, the Bible. Man, you wish you could change it, don't you? Look at that. That thing came up today. And man, they're just bombarding every which way. And I'm trying to get in here. That's what I'm focused on. That's what I want to do. I don't want to deal with all that kind of stuff. And I'll just tell you, I want to go all hillbilly up there for about 10 minutes. I will hillbilly up on you. You understand? You understand? I mean, I'm sanctified. So to keep from going hillbilly up on people, I just get in the room and go all hillbilly up by myself. And then I have to repent. What are you laughing at? Right? And I... I had this verse out when all that hit. Thank you. I wanted, I wanted to be studying and I will smite your enemies. That wasn't where I was. I was at now thanks be to God. And here's the part that got me. Who? Oh. oh. Always. 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 Somebody give me your iPad and let me see where I am. And on your phone. All right. I, what is it? iPhone. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Now, thanks be unto God, who always, right in that thing, who shall separate us from the love of God, tribulation, persecution, nakedness, peril, sword. I heard you, Holy Ghost. You remember I was telling you that faith is a fruit and that you already have it? That you actually, not only when you got born again, you had it when you got born. Because it's part of the attributes of humanity. Part of the attribute of humanity is to believe. Part of the attribute of humanity is to have faith. 
You, you couldn't walk around. You'd sit shriveled up in a little hut somewhere, afraid to move if you didn't have faith. Well, faith is a fruit like love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, temperance, meekness, faith. Oh, but listen to the rest of the verse. Against which there is no law. That messed me up, so I got to digging in it. You know the best translation of the word law right there? Limit. No limit. No limit. You're believing for healing, and nobody has a right to limit your faith. You hear me? If you're believing for your business, and nobody has the right to limit your faith because faith is of God and God is infinite and limitless. Man, I'm teaching you tonight. Everybody say it with me. Now, thanks be to God who always, always causes us to triumph in Christ. Always, always causes me to triumph always causes me. That means he does it. Now unto him, Ephesians 3.20, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think, watch me, watch me, according to his power, which is at work presently, at work within me. Somebody shout, I always triumph. God, my God, my God. Is this just all me or is anybody else doing this? You want me to quit now? Huh? I can't preach it. I'm just going to teach you. And makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Don't you dare strike out. Don't strike out. Oh, don't strike out. Just sit back. Let God take care of things. How many times have they counted you out? How many times have they had you dead and buried? How many times has the devil told you you'd never rise again? How many times has he told you you'd never smile again? How many times has he told you your breakthrough would never come? How many times has he told you he'd do it for everybody else but not for you? I want you to look around right now and I want you to lift your happy head, heart, and hands in praise to God when the devil said you'd never make it to right here, right now, and look at you still standing. Oh! Somebody said, are you, he's one of them faith preachers. Well, what do you want me to be, a doubt preacher? You want me to be an unbelief preacher? He's one of them prosperity preachers. Well, I didn't hear you bragging on no poverty preacher. First John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, 
And because of that, because of that, you are of God. Right, of God on there, L. You are of God. You are of God. You are of God, born of God. You are of God, little children. And, and because you are of God, you have overcome them. Has God ever failed? Has God ever failed? Why would you think he's going to ruin his record with your thing? You have overcome them. Oh, dear Lord. Because greater is he that is in you. And he's in you now. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he is in you now. In you to move and to do and to will of his own good pleasure. Breathing through you, speaking through you, looking through you, living through you, moving through you. You have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. One translation says, than he that is against you. Isaiah 54, 17. I'm going to read this as fast as I can and I'm going to get off of it and I'm not going to say one word about it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the children of the Lord and your righteousness is of me, says the Lord. I just want somebody to shout, we win. John 19, 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. We win. Oh, yeah, but they took him and they put him in a tomb. Oh, okay, here. Matthew 28, 6. He is not here. He is risen as he said. Come and see the place where the Lord lay. Are you talking to your thing yet? Are you understanding God's living on the inside of you? He gives you your, his word. You begin to declare the decree of the Lord. For he has said unto thee, thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Psalm chapter 2. Are you getting it? If you don't believe Pastor Rod, believe the word of God. Well, you're just taking things out of context. Okay. He is risen. This is really not confusing. He was dead. Then he was alive. For David said, I don't know if you're ready for this or not. What brought Jesus out of the tomb? Don't answer out loud. What brought Jesus out of the tomb? Your Bible tells you. What mother? Go ahead. Stand up. You're the only one allowed to talk over me. Go ahead. Speak in my mic. Stand up here next to me. Because David said. David. Hundreds of years before. Said. He released words of faith out into the atmosphere. And those words did not flinch when they handed him vinegar. Those words 
did not retreat when the ringing of the hammer could be heard and nails parted sinew and flesh. Those words did not back up and scurry away into the darkness when that Roman centurion thrust a sword into his side and forthwith came blood and water. Those words did not cower in fear when they sealed that tomb and walked away. Those words of faith said our time has come. You got some words out there. And left. That is waiting on their moment. And just as soon as the devil starts having his party, just as soon as everybody gets gathered to look at how you're going to fail, at that moment, those words are going to say, here I come. For David said concerning him, it is not possible that death should hold him. That's all. That's all he said. Those words given by God, spoken through a man, invaded the bottle tomb of Joseph of Arimathea and raised to life again the three-day dead body of the Prince of God. Are you talking to your things? Yeah, but they're in the grave. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, don't cancel them. Don't cancel those words with other words. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said, don't cancel those words with other words. Idle words. I taught you a whole Wednesday on that, didn't I? Idle words. Idle words. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He is not here. Matthew 19, 26. With men it shall be impossible. But with God all things are possible. If you don't believe, Pastor Rod, believe the word of God. Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto him, if you can believe... All things are possible to him that believeth. I feel like running through a troop and leaping over a wall. Well, I guess that's what an encounter with the living word of God will do for you, won't it? This is God's word. I taught you about that Sunday, didn't I? That man brought his son to the disciples. They couldn't do anything. Took him to Jesus. He said, Lord, if you can do anything, have mercy on us. Jesus looked right back at him and said, not a question of what I can do. I can. Can you? Can you believe? Oh, but it gets so much better, doesn't it? 
Those of you that were here Sunday morning know it gets so much better. Because that man cried out, Lord, I believe. He got his words lined up. Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. Jesus healed that boy. Hmm? Help thou my unbelief. Because right now, your Bible promises, according to Luke 22, that Jesus of Nazareth is at the right hand of the Father interceding for you with specificity. He's praying that your faith will not fail. Now how, I'm going to close with this. How in the world are you going to fail when he is praying for you? You get anything? You love the word. You love the word. Thank God for it. Will you thank him? Thank him for that word. Don't thank him for my words, but thank him for that word. Words to love, words to live, words to learn. Hallelujah. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.